my friends. Hello, darling. Hi. Welcome back to another week filled with fun and adventure and spooky stuff. This is exciting. I'm ready to go on adventure. Where are you taking me? Oh, uh, well, uh, first off, yeah. first off, I got one one quick announcement for the people before we dive in and get get real spooky. Mm-hmm. Uh, reminder to the folks who don't check up on the Patreon super often, but there is a Zoom hangout this Friday, December 11th. So make sure that you check your email, RSVP if you're coming, and uh, we'll see y'all there. We're very excited. We always have the greatest time. You have to come. Yeah, we had so Mm -hmm. much fun last time. I can't even tell you it was a party. Oh, man, we're going to tell spooky Christmas stories. Did y'all know that, like, Christmas... Christmas? What is wrong with me? Christmas used to be, like, the time when people told ghost stories. I love that. Which is the coolest. I feel like we've talked about this in the past because I think we did like a whole Christmas spooky story episode, but we're bringing back the tradition and we want we want the folks to be there. So mm. if you are a patron, come. If you're not, join. I wonder what and, I'm going to uh, wear. Oh, yeah. Emily loves a, a good costume. I do. Make it festive. Yeah. I'm going to make it festive. I'm going to make it spooky festive. We'll see. Dang, I love that. It's this Friday, huh? It's this Friday. Oh, wow. Yes. So you'll be hearing this, and it's tomorrow. Yes, yeah. So when you hear this on Thursday, tomorrow it's Friday. It's the so very join on day. the Patreon. Get on this party train. Yep. Head to patreon.com slash the golden goals, I believe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's that. Any Anything else exciting? Any other announcements for the people? Oh, I have one more thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> I lied. Thank uh, God. Our very sweet listener, John, designed a really cute um, ghost ghost art for us. So that will be available on stickers soon. Um, we will Ugh. post on the Instagram, but it's the cutest thing we I've love. ever laid eyes on. There are three ghosts, one for each of us, <laughs> and uh, you can definitely tell who's who. So cute. It's very exciting. They're super cute. But I want to see. It's cute. It's very cute. It's the one that I sent in the group text. Yeah, I, re- I oh, remember. Yes, yes. Yeah. I love Precious, it. Precious, adorable. Love it. But yeah, we're really excited. So thank you to John. And those stickers will be out soon. And uh I'm ready. I'm ready for the folks to have them because they're too. so cute. They're real cool. I love it. I love it, John. Thank love you. It, John. Love your work, John. Everything you do is golden, baby. Ooh. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, well, we are the Golden Ghouls. Alyssa. Kylie. Emily. And it's time to get spooky. Ooh. We're heading <laughs> to Delaware, a place ooh, ooh. that I personally don't know a whole lot about. But uh, I was excited to learn about some of the spooky spots in my in my research yeah some pretty pretty spooky stuff happening i don't think i've ever been to delaware uh i don't think i have either i've driven through okay and that's that's it you know what people live there people get haunted there respect so yeah much respect 
And it has a coast, which that's all. That's all I need. Yes, so. she, Delaware, you you're good in my book. You as long rock, as there's Delaware. a little water for Kylie to dip <laughs> her toes in, she'll be all right. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She loves it. She really loves it. Well, speaking of Kylie's <laughs> love for the beach, I, I'd wonder if she might want to tell us about. You something. know what, Alyssa? Thank you. <laughs> you're right. Oh my God, are you taking us to the sea, girl? I am. What if one episode we just talked in like newscaster inflection and voices and everyone's like, what is wrong? That would be so really bad you know. for me because I failed that class. So. Oh, no. <laughs> so Steve is like obsessed with soccer. He watches it all the time. And anytime the, um, I don't even know what they're called, the people who sit at the desk and talk about the game, the news anchors, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is that what you call mm-hmm. them? The yeah. sports anchors? Yeah. Anyway, um, they, anytime they're conversing, I'm like, oh yeah, I totally agree. So-and-so like (laughs) pretending like I understand what's going on. So, uh, I'm, I'm ready for that moment. I can bullshit any conversation about soccer. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a fun game for her. It is. I also (laughs) like to say all their names because they're just cute and like European. Oh my God. We love it. Yeah. One time I tried to be a newscaster and I just looked like an absolute bitch. So I'm sure you looked adorable. And I was like, yes, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> she had us with that the is weather. The weather. What's up next? <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. So we're going to go to Southeast Delaware. Obviously, it's on the east. Yep. Uh, for to visit Bethany Beach. Ooh. All right. So, a nice area, pretty quiet, gets a little more rowdy, you know, in the summertime, as one would expect. Uh, So, this beach is notoriously known to have a ghost of Eddie Rickenbacker, who has been seen walking along the beach, looking like an absolute mess. Oh, no. So, what I'm picturing is Johnny Depp from Pirates of the Caribbean. So, according to America's Most Haunted, Delaware, by Ghostly World, it's believed that this ghost of Eddie, he, he was an American fighter ace in World War I and a Medal of Honor recipient. He, he, was, he was a star. He has, you know, 26 aerial victories. He was the United States' most successful fighter ace in the war and is considered to have received the most awards uh, as an American during the war. He was also, he wore many hats, this Eddie. He was a race car driver, automotive designer, and a government consultant in military, and also a pioneer in air air transportation, uh, particularly as the longtime head of Eastern Airlines. So this guy had a lot going on, and he did a lot uh, for the military and in the military. So what's odd to me is that Through my research, I didn't find any connection to Delaware. Eddie was born and buried in Ohio. He bought the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in 1927. Just like a cute little purchase, you know, same. (laughs) Casual. (laughs) Right? He met his wife in Los Angeles, and then they moved to Bronxville, New York. And they owned a ranch in Kerr County, Texas during the 1950s. But there's absolutely nothing relating to Delaware. Hmm. There's so, got to be somewhere. He was in the military, you said? So here's here's what I'm wondering. 
People say that Eddie, you know, he's looking mess. He's looking a mess. He also looks very confused. So something did happen to him back in the day. Uh, he was lost at sea for 24 mm. days, uh, drifting across the Pacific in a life raft after um, a plane crash. So I have to wonder, perhaps something happened to him in the afterlife, or perhaps, you know, he was lost at sea again, want, was trying to make it home, came across Bethany Beach trying to get back to Ohio, and he's just stumbling along in Delaware, confused as hell. Oh my. Did he die lost at sea? No, he was rescued. Oh, he was rescued. Because I was yeah, like, Yeah, he survived maybe 24 he did days. Survive, and he washed up on Delaware shore and yeah. was walking around. But no, he right? survived. Yeah. So, so, you know how sometimes in on our plane of life, people all of a sudden disappear and end up halfway around the world or the country. Maybe in the afterlife, something like that happened to him. And he ended up on Bethany beach in Delaware. How peculiar. That would make me very unhappy if I, you know? Yeah. This reminds me of a story a few years ago that I became obsessed with. You know how sometimes you have these like mystery stories or news stories where you're just like captivated and you just, keep researching and reading about it, trying to get an update. Mm-hmm. So, and you guys might remember this. There was this man, this firefighter. He was skiing with his friends on a mountain. Told them, told his friends, hey, I'm going to go get my, um, I'm going to go get my phone from the car. I'm going to take some pictures. Disappeared. They didn't hear from him. So there's, there are all these, you know, alerts, missing man, his family was freaking out. A few days later, his wife gets a call. It's this man. He's at a he's at an airport across the country in California. I think they were they were somewhere in um, where were they? I want to say they were in Canada. <laughs> but he's he's in California at an airport, calling his wife from an unknown number, and he's like, "Hey, I'm at the airport. Um, I don't know why." What? So, is that Alzheimer's? So they, she's like, all right, you need to call the police. So the, you know, the police find him and he's like, I, I don't remember. I don't know what happened. So then there's, you know, an update to the story. Man disappears, has no idea how he ended up across the country. So some people were like, oh my God, aliens. Uh, he was abducted. Other people were like, oh, he was trying to escape his life. And then, you know, he got caught or he had regrets. So he called his wife. But he had... So he was wearing his snowsuit. That's all he had. He had his wallet on him, but he had a new phone and he had a haircut. <laughs> what? So the the last update on the story was that after, you know, he went to the hospital, um, it was discovered that he had some brain injuries. Mm-hmm. So they think that when he was skiing back down, he fell, hit his head oh. severely, woke up, stumbled across to the highway where a truck driver who happened to be heading to California picked him up. So, and you know, the truck driver is probably like, where are you going? And the guy's like, I don't know. So he just goes with him all the way to California. And then I, I don't know, maybe somebody helped him, you know, buy a phone to get in contact with his family. Maybe someone was like, yo, your head, your hair is messy. Go get a haircut. 
And how we ended up at the airport, I don't know. Maybe the truck driver dropped him off there and was like, you need to go home. We don't know. But to this day, he ended up across the country. Still doesn't know 100% sure what happened to him. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe something similar happened to Eddie in the afterlife. Yeah, a truck driver, a ghostly truck driver picked him up, dropped him off Bethany Beach and said goodbye and good luck to you. Yeah. And he's like, huh? Huh? What? Where am I? Why is the rum gone? (laughs) Exactly. Hmm. So not far off from downtown Hip Happen in Bethany Beach, there is the Addy Sea. A small Bethany Beach Inn. And this place is listed in the National Directory of Haunted Places. Ooh. Uh, which is a book written by Dennis William Hawk, published in 1994. There's been an updated version, I think, in 2002. But this Dennis, he has explored many, many a haunted spot. And so he knows he knows the history behind all of them. He doesn't really mention much of the, the folklore when it comes to haunted spots more so um the history behind the folklore so today this the addy sea inn it's a it's a thriving bed and breakfast and it was built in 1902 by a pittsburgh plumber john addy and it was originally meant to be like the family homestead however it ended up becoming a vacation destination so in the 20s the the inn had to be relocated twice to various lots because of storm threats. So, you know, if you live by the ocean, there's a good chance your your house is going to be damaged. So, you, location is key, and you know, structure is also important. So, it had to move twice. Then, in the 1930s, good old depression was hitting the entire country, and to make ends meet, the Addy family began renting out rooms to church groups. I don't know why, specifically church groups. I don't know if maybe Bethany Beach was like the place to to pray. <laughs> or if there was just like a community nearby who needed some some place to stay. Um, those specifics I don't know. But I guess it was a positive experience because they kept they kept on renting out and the business continued as that until the 1970s. And then it was purchased by the uh, Gravatt family. So there are three guest rooms that are said to be haunted. And that's in addition to a bunch of spooky stuff that happens all over the inn. So room number one, this is notoriously the most interesting because this is this is a a weird and spooky thing that i haven't really heard of before the private bath in this room contains the original copper tub that john addy brought to him brought with him from pittsburgh so guests more than one have said that they (laughs) are in the middle of taking a bath in the tub and then it starts violently shaking which is bizarre And my first thought was like, okay, copper tub, maybe some copper pipes. You know how like in the winter, you know, you put on really hot water and the pipes can shake. That was my possible thinking of it. But I don't know. This sounds very disturbing. And I feel like 
the amount of aggression that these people were describing the event to be, it, it couldn't just be pipes, you know, it couldn't, but imagine you're trying to take a bath. You like have YouTube on a candle lit, you have some wine and all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> wine everywhere. It's my worst nightmare. Worst. My worst the nightmare. worst. <laughs> my worst nightmare. Then down the hall to room number six. This room is known to emit hauntingly beautiful organ music. Oh. But the catch is that there are no organs in this room. Mm. Or a piano. Or a radio. Nothing. Or any type of musical playing device. Nobody's outside. So what is that about? What is that about? You know? But people who have worked at the end throughout the, the decades have said that they have heard organ music playing specifically from room number six. And there's there's not anyone in there. They open the door. There's no, they don't hear it anymore. Very strange. Room 11, my lucky number. This is the spot. This is the room you want to stay in if you're going to come visit the IDC inn. So this is the room that is supposedly haunted by Paul Delaney, who is a former handyman for the Addies. And he was also a local swim star. So he was oh. known for having, you know, really long arms. Hot, hot, hot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lean. Mm-hmm. A lean machine. Mm-hmm. So apparently, Paul had died out of state on a construction job, but his spirit found its way back to the Addy Sea. And his apparition has been seen sitting on the bed or standing by it, which that would spook me a bit. It spooked me a little bit. Also, the Addy's wild son, Kurtz, he was just full of energy, running running about, always, you know, getting into trouble. He died in a tragic accident. He fell off the roof of the inn. Oh, my. So you can expect that he also haunts the inn. Footsteps are heard from the roof. And, you know, one can assume that they they probably belong to Kurt, yeah. the ghost. Because who else is going to be stomping around up on the roof? Am I right, Am she right? What was Am she right? Down on the roof. We put him down on the roof. <laughs> the roof. He also makes his presence known by running through the halls in the evenings. He also... Uh, the rumor has it that he materializes his obituary out of nowhere what? throughout the inn. <laughs> what? What, that is, what does that even mean? That is one of the most insane things I've heard since the ghost train right? that appeared in the high school gym. Right? Well, right? Just like a transcript and will appear in front of your face with his obituary. Apparently, it, it reminds <laughs> Apparently, me pun, of the Little Mermaid. You know when that contract comes up? Yes, that's exactly what I picture. And like, oh, Kurt. what on earth? He's like really full of himself. I mean, I feel like maybe he so put him down on that just, roof. That's why. Yeah, they just yeah they just. I feel like he's like you know what? I didn't live long enough to become something. If this is my legacy, I want y'all to know. Y'all are gonna so, know. Read it or weep. (laughs) (laughs) Some other happenings throughout the inn. 
strange sounds in addition to the music. Lights flickering on and off. Mechanical issues. (laughs) (laughs) The scariest of them all. That, you know, that can just be assumed to it being a very old old structure. Um, And turing machines turning its turning themselves on and off and then people getting locked in their own closets why (laughs) no why are there i don't know how i feel about that i don't know how i feel about that uh one visitor said that they experienced strange things when staying in infamous room 11 their experience included uh the hot tub turning itself on so this is different from the hot tub in room six and the phone powering off when they tried to uh, record the room. So they were, you know, trying to record and the an- the phone just turned off. So th- these guests, they brought it up with the innkeeper and she followed up with them to say that she had spoken to both the electrician and the plumber. And both of them did not have an explanation other than mm, it happens but they didn't feel scared, these guests. And they said, you know, we'd be happy to stay again. So it sounds like the plumber and the electrician, they, they deal with this <laughs> on the reg. So they're not too surprised. They're just like, yeah, it happens. But I would like to go and stay in room. You know what? Maybe I would stay in room six and get inside that copper tub. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds nice. And see what's, see what's going on there. And, you know, put on my reading glasses in case an obituary appears before my eyes. <laughs> yeah. You gotta be prepared to, to read the obit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some light reading. So, yeah, that's that's the, the Addy Sea Inn and Bethany Beach. If, if you're going through southeast Delaware, make a little pit stop. See what the fuss is about. Let us know if you see Eddie. And the obituary. Yeah. And the obituary. I'm, I'm laughing so Eddie hard. Eddie makes me sad. Yeah. The wa- is he yeah. the wandering guy? Yeah. Yeah, he makes yeah. me sad. I I kind of wonder if it's someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I wonder how he ended up there. That's so, so weird. And I, I wonder, like, where mm-hmm. the tale started that that's who it is. But I'm that it was also him. Yeah. laughing that someone moved their copper tub with them to Delaware. Why not? They had, they had to have it, you know? Much respect. He had to have it. Much respect. He loves luxury. You know, and clearly, same. well, I can I can keep us with our uh, beach theme because, you know, what do people love about the beach? They love seafood, right? That's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've never I've never had the stuff because I stopped eating meat about 20 years ago. But uh, here here's a tale. We're heading over to Delaware City. And uh, this is the former Delaware City Hotel, which is today a restaurant known as Krabby Dicks. Yum. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. And uh, she's beautiful. They call it the city's cheekiest restaurant, and we love that for them. (laughs) So the Delaware City Hotel, the building that now houses Krabby Dicks, was established back in 1830. uh, And at the time, it was actually known as the Sterling Hotel. So this was a hot hotel and a popular tavern. It hosted all sorts of people, including tons of soldiers who were stationed nearby at Fort Delaware, who would spend their off hours getting buck wild at the hotel's tavern. And who could blame them? Mm -hmm. They saw some shit. 
They came to unwind. They went wild. They got we get it nuts. So to this day, it is said that many of these former rowdy soldiers haunt the grounds of their favorite tavern. Let's let's hear about that. So uh, aside from just those those rowdy soldiers that are still there, legend has it that one of the main ghosts seen on the property is that of the original hotel owner's wife who will appear to people, mostly men, actually only men, when men are alone dining. That's so I don't know, maybe she's looking, she's looking for a new man in the afterlife, yeah. but hmm. mad respect to her. Okay. Cute. You like that? I thought she, is she still, she's still married. I, you know, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see, you know, I didn't look it up. Did her husband pass before her? Maybe she's looking, uh, maybe that's what's up. That's okay. my guess. Okay. But, uh, so yeah, she, she's, she's a hot one. So they see a ton of apparitions there, but there have been so many reports of other unexplained activity. Most often, visitors and staff have heard noises that they can't attribute to anything in particular. So they'll hear loud footsteps when they're the only people around, disembodied voices in nearby rooms. They'll go check. Nobody's in sight. Not a soul mm. around. And uh, creaking floorboards when they're the only ones there. So it'll sound like someone is, you know, coming down the hallway. But uh, nope. No one. No one is here. So the current owners, they admit, you know, we know it's an old building, which might account for some of the activity. But they say that the energy itself is undeniable. It's like, yeah, there's weird stuff happening because it's old, but there's certainly something going on here. And I believe them. You know, it's been around for a hot minute. So on more than one occasion, the owners have also experienced doors opening and closing on their own, which no one wants. Mm -mm. So a Serena Sampson, she was a former caretaker um, back before the current owners took over. And she shared this little tidbit which even further backs up the claim about the doors opening and closing. So she said, I was a caretaker before the current owners and lived on the second floor. I often saw apparitions and heard keys rattling going up to the penthouse. Hmm. Many times, doors I know were closed and locked from the prior night would be wide open the next day. I also saw wisps of energy in the penthouse apartment and the hallways of the third floor. So when she says wisps, I'm guessing she means like maybe like misty, misty sort of. Like they you know. wisp by. Yeah. Yeah. Some sort like of. Like I'm a wisping the soup. Like I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wisping soup. You got yeah. it. You know. Yeah. I do know. So uh, <laughs> back in 2012, the news journal interviewed co-owner John Buckite III, and he said that the first night he slept there, he dreamt that a chambermaid named Sandy visited him and told him to get out. So apparently, Sandy. in the dream, they bickered back and forth about renovations, but came to an agreement that he'd respect the building. Uh, and he also said that he didn't believe in ghosts, but since he had moved to Delaware City, 
he does. So in further research, I found out that Delaware City is like the most haunted city in all of Delaware. So there are tons of other spooky spots to check out there. But uh, back to this dream. So a while after he had this dream, a medium visited. Her name was Nancy Myers. And she and Buckeye were talking. And he mentioned um, that, you know, he thought it was a myth, this haunting. But Nancy said, oh, no, no, it's not a myth. And she even mentioned a chambermaid that she was sensing there named Sandy. No uh-huh. way. So com- completely unprompted. Uh, Buckeye didn't mention this at all. And then she straight up says, someone named Sandy is here, this chambermaid. She even specifically said that it was a chambermaid. So what are the mother freaking odds? Dale Slaughter, who is another co-owner, also shared an experience of when he'd seen a figure in a black cape out of the corner of his eye. He told Buckeye Mm -hmm. about it right after, who confirmed he'd also seen the caped figure previously. What kind of cape was this? Was it, you know? It's a black cape. That's all they give me. Okay. So in doing research, a lot of these stories seem to kind of revolve around times when they were really renovating the space, which, you know, we we've heard that that stirs things up and it makes sense. These people, these spirits who have been there forever, like what what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, but staff and guests had gotten so many reports that they have started documenting the strange happenings. And they have even captured some orbs on camera. So love that for them. There's something going All on. Right. But yeah, they are doing takeout. So stop by, <laughs> get yourself some steamed crabs. Maybe you'll see uh, an apparition or two. I don't know. Maybe the caped figure. Maybe you'll get hit on by uh, this this lonely woman. It's really, really hard to say. That's what's happening. Maybe you'll catch a crabby dick. Maybe you will catch a single crabby dick or several. You know, or I several. Don't know. Help, you know, that's use protection. It's whatever you want. You know, I respect it. Tight, 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 tight. All right, love it. I'll round us off. Round it, pump, baby. Pump, pump it up. I got it. <laughs> she did it. I'm taking us to Dover, Delaware. We're gonna go Heard visit. The Woodburn Mansion, also known as the Governor's Mansion, because some governors hang out and reside there, but it's haunted. So have fun with that, right? The Governor's Mansion here is also haunted, so maybe there's a Mm -hmm. a theme. Oh, is that a theme? Yeah. I I took my family on a ghost tour of Austin recently. And mm-hmm. I, I took them by the governor's mansion. It was a it was a driving tour. We were in the car. So it's amazing. Yeah. So you didn't get spooked. No, no spooks, but um well, good times were had. Do they normally have like indoor tours? Can you like go in side I'm, the tour? I don't know about the governor's mansion. I don't the mm. governor does not actually live there as far as I know. Yeah. So yeah. normally the governor does live there, but not not our current governor. So right, I don't know if the current one lives here either. But in 2018, he did. So all right, that's all I know. But the ghosts here love to party, and that's what I love about it. I feel connected on that level. 
<laughs> Let's talk about it. So in 1790, this Georgian mansion was built by Charles Hilliard. He was an impeccable mm. artist, you guys, with great taste. So he would have been just dying to know that some governors were residing in his home. Um, very exciting for him. Anyways, it included seven bedrooms and a cellar. And it was it had beautifully crafted panel walls, a grand fireplace, big sunny windows. There was a drawing room, music and dining rooms, wide hallways. It just was Love it, it. It's extravagant, right? They were ready to entertain. They were. And so by 1965, it was placed in the hands of the Delaware General Assembly, and they renovated it and made it into the home of the governor. And now they're getting haunted. It's nice of them. So (laughs) we love that. Sorry, Dove. We love that. So... Do you think the ghosts are like, hello, girl? I was about to say that. Hello, I mean, we can only hope so, you know? So manifestations have been happening in this home, though, for, like, since it was built, y'all. Because the first recorded manifestation was in 1824. Whoa. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was... It was according to Judge Fisher, and he was staying at the home of uh, with Dr. M.W. Bates and his wife, who at the time lived in the mansion. And according to Fisher, the, uh, they had this overnight guest named Lorenzo Dow. And as Lorenzo was going down the stairs to eat his breakfast, with the others, he apparently passed some other man going up the stairs, and this dude was dressed up, and but not, like, dressed in the time. It was, like, the preceding generation. He had on hmm. cute hair and knee breeches with a ruffled blouse. Pretty. <laughs> I know. He was looking elegant. And Lorenzo was like, wait, what? You know? Like, Hello? Uh, but the guy had Hello? touched him. So he went back downstairs and was like, yo, Bates, let me tell you about something I, I saw on your stairs. And they and they talked about it. And it was soon discovered that it was Mrs. Bates' long-departed father. <gasps> dad? Yeah. She was like, that's my dad. I know that shirt. I know those ruffles. I, can, <laughs> I know those ruffles from a mile away. Right. <laughs> I'm going to, her memoir is titled, My Father's Ruffles. <laughs> tight. But, so, why they love to party there? These ghosts also love some good wine, yo. They've been stealing the wine. Mm, Governor, mm-hmm. Governor Charles Terry Jr. reported that an apparition of a man in a white wig was spotted helping himself to a decanter of wine in the dining room. Just strip it, sipping straight from the decanter. <laughs> no shame in his game. Yeah. He's, so way to do it. This this white-wigged man is also suspected to be helping himself to some vintage wines down in the cellar. So keep an eye out because he's stealing your goods. And, I mean, I don't blame him, though, you know? No, no, not at all. <laughs> A former governor's wife 
who professes herself to be a light sleeper, has heard on occasion footsteps going up and down the stairs at an hour when no one else living could be responsible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very weird. You know, people do exist at all hours of the day, ma'am. Oh, <laughs> not to her. <laughs> not to her. She's like, mm-mm, 3.30? That ain't Robert no. going to get some cheese. I know it. <laughs> Another pleasant oh. ghost in the house occasional is is one said to be dressed in revolutionary war costume and they float and glide around the home. They're Cute. just seen. They're like, who's that soldier over there? You know? And he's just yeah. floating. He's just gliding. Another ghost is an unpleasant one that Ooh. we have to talk about. He we was <laughs> he was a southern slave raider. So the Woodburn Mansion was a part of the Underground Railroad during the pre-Civil War time periods, and slaves were hidden in the cellar until they were able to escape to boats on the nearby river. The story goes that one night some southern raider came to the mansion looking for runaway slaves. When Daniel Cowgill, a Quaker who at the time owned the mansion, drove the raider off, Oh, there were several raiders. He drove the raiders off, and one of the raiders decided to hide in the huge parlor that is still in the front of the mansion. This raider slipped away, but he ended up apparently getting his head caught in a hole in the tree and ended up hanging himself there until he died. What? Yeah. I feel like that's a good way to cover up a murder. Just say that. I don't. I don't know if he got caught in the hole. Mysterious. He was dark, but on occasion, people are. People have seen his body. You guys hanging Ooh. in this hole in the tree. Nope. No yeah. thanks. And they think he's reliving his horrible death, but Ugh. you know. The fourth ghost we're going to talk about is this apparition of a little girl in a red checkered gingham dress. Cute. I want that. She loves the garden pool. And the first time she was seen was during the 40s. So I think that's a, Mm. you know, maybe like 30s dress. I don't know. I'm making assumptions. When you make assumptions, you make ass out of yourself. I'm doing it. The 30s. An ass out of you and me? I think she was from the 30s. But anyways, the ghosts are still active in the ma- in the mansion, and activities are rampant. Like I said, the the last time I visited the site in 2018 was when the last governor was reported to reside in the Woodburn Mansion. So it's pretty cool. So next week we'll have the governor on to tell us his side of the story. Hopefully, or stay tuned. Or her. I don't know the mm-hmm. the Delaware Gov, but uh, I almost was going to tell you guys. I just have to mention it because there is a cat man in Delaware. What I heard, and of I that. think that's pretty cool. He's in a cemetery, and he's just trying to like ward off all the teens trying to party, you know. But he looks like a cat, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what? I think that's tight. And I'm trying to hang. With so him. yeah, he's in the long cemetery. Also, if you knock on this Very brick long. wall like a couple times, he tinkers with your car. 
<laughs> I don't think I want him tinkering with my car. <laughs> or does he tinker in a good way? I don't know. Just it's a surprise. Luck of the draw. He's going to tinker with it. <laughs> maybe he'll uh, change your oil or maybe Ooh. he'll uh, knock off your knock off your side side mirror. You just don't know what he's going to do. You don't know. <laughs> no, uh, not the story. No, Catman. Catman, please don't. Please, Catman. <laughs> uh, I'm honestly just imagining a man who looks like uh, the most recent Cats movie, like one of those horrifying <laughs> yeah. characters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. That's, that's really all I see of the Catman. Wow, Delaware, keeping it keeping it spooky, as the, the kids say. Mm-hmm. Thank gosh for him. Thank gosh. All right, kids. I, I'm sufficiently scared. I'm going to have nightmares about the Catman tinkering with my car. <laughs> I'm going to have fantasies Ford. about the Catman. <laughs> Not the Accord. No. <laughs> <sighs> All right, friends. Until next time. Stay spooky. Ooh. Ooh.